Hey everybody, our next episode will play in about 35 seconds, but gotta pay the bills. Listen to this ad coming up. This is how we get paid. Hello everybody, just a short one today. I'm gonna try this a little more. I'm, I'm uh, hanging out at my lunch break on work and I just wanna really wanted to record something for about five minutes here just in response to a post that I, I made yesterday on the Urban Phoenix. I think, you know, I, I, I did a, a comparison between um, the U.S. and Scotland, basically, as far as rail travel, as far as the, the complexity and the robustness of Scotland's rail system versus the United States. And I get it. It, it is comparing apples and oranges, and we should really never make realistic comparisons between the United States and 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 the the and, and Europe's transit system. Um, you know, different worlds, different histories, different uh, different choices as far as where the well, I, I, I use the term choices lightly. Um, you know, just different directions, different personalities, basically different cultures. And, you know, but I, I really wanted to point out because my wife and I did, you know, honeymoon in, in Scotland this past summer and got to see firsthand just how amazing their transit system was. For example, like I said, stated in the article, if you didn't read it, uh, the, the sleepy town of Inverness, 46,000 people is the population there. They have 42 train departures per day and carry uh, over a million riders each year. Uh, you know, what is it? I think they have their 23% of Rochester's population and have 10 times the ridership, <laughs> the train ridership. And I get it, you know, here in the States, we're, we're based a little more in, in automobile, well, much more in automobile culture and in individualistic culture. And, and that's, that's kind of the thing. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean for, you know, I get some responses from people like, well, what do you expect? I didn't mean for you know, to, to, to point out anything new. I think most people know this, and I think most people realize that this is probably going to be how it's going to be. We're not going to be Europe. I understand that. But I think we have to look at the disparity. I think we have to look at how big that gap is and how much we can make up. Are we never going to reach Europe's uh, rail capacity? Absolutely not. But if we really want to make a difference, I mean, Europe is on, on the cutting edge as far as um, you know, as far as cutting uh, fossil fuel usage, as far as uh, walking, they have uh, the Great Britain has what a third, uh, a third of almost a third of our uh, uh, auto fatality rate uh, per billion miles traveled uh, in cars. Uh, their cars are about 30 or 40 percent smaller. Their trucks are smaller. Everything is just scaled down, and it's kind of interesting. They are on the forefront of you know, doing things sustainably about moving about their, their, their country and their, 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 you know, their, their cities sustainably. Uh, you know, we saw that in Scotland while we were in there. It's, it's, it was, it was incredible. And so while I, I made the comparison to show not that there's a gap, of course we know that there's a gap, but how big that gap is and how much room there is to be able to at least make improvements. And I really, really do believe we can do that. Um, it's going to be small, it's going to be incremental, but it has to happen. And it starts with uh, a more uh, robust um, regional uh, transit system uh, and that's going to take the form, form of a train. It has to. The Hyperloop is, is not going to work. We can get into that at another time. Um, that's not going to be what we need. We need robust regional transit uh, in, in, our, in, our, in our country. And to some extent here in upstate New York, we have, uh, 
a decent Amtrak system, except for the fact that it uses uh, freight rail tracks, CSX tracks, so that means it's constantly delayed and delayed very badly. So, but you know, if Amtrak, for example, had its own dedicated track um, in uh, across New York State, uh, you could you could really get about this state uh, very quickly and easily with with without any problem. Uh, the train travels at a reasonable speed uh, between 80 and 100 miles an hour, depending on where you are in the state, if it didn't get held up by freight traffic, it would be a wonderful way to travel. So there are incremental changes that we can make. Um, and it will never be where Europe is. We'll never be where Scotland is, what we saw uh, this summer, my wife and I, while over there. But we can make simple changes. And uh, I think we have to not be overwhelmed by the difference, but realize because there is such a, a, a large difference between us and Europe that there is a lot of gap to kind of fill and we can fill those. We'll never quite get there, but it's something to aspire to. It's something to check out. We should aspire to it, not be overwhelmed by it. Just wanted to follow up just a couple thoughts there and, and really kind of uh, rally the troops here and, and get everybody fired up about thinking about better transit, how that promotes better equity, not just in our cities, but in the country as a whole. Remember, transit is the number one thing that promotes equity in our areas. If it, it, it kind of removes this pay-to-play, uh, own a car, that's the only way to get to a job um, uh, you know, construct we have that we've built consciously here in this city. Um, it has been, the automobile has been one of the biggest racial dividers uh, in, our, in, our, in our country. It's been one of the most, the, I think, the biggest socioeconomic divider, the proliferation of cars and the uh, the constant subsidy of, you know, roads and everything like that. Getting back to a country with, you know, that, that, uh, that, that favors public transportation is the only way we're going to get back to a country that promotes equity and upward mobility. We call ourselves the land of opportunity, but right now we're only giving opportunities to the people uh, who, uh, who, who, have, who have the means, who have wealth. Um, and that doesn't just mean millionaires. That means the rest of us who can't afford a car. <laughs> There are a lot of people out there who even shouldn't afford a car and still have to buy one because they know that's the only way they can get to their jobs. Uh, that's not equity. That's not upward mobility, and that's not the American dream. We need to think differently about that. That's all I want to say for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Take care and have a great day. Get out there, ride public transit, ride your bike, get multimodal. We'll talk to you soon.